0: glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord I am we're on episode number five of our series vivid and I okay let's just jump into it because this is is really 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 good today we have talked about vivid meaning having a good clear picture in our minds and we talked about all these different aspects of having this clear picture in our mind of what that looks like. If you remember, episode one, we were talking about putting on a new self. In episode two, we were talking about selfishness. What selfishness looks, a clear view of what selfishness looks like and how we are to avoid that. We talked about, in episode three, we talked about how going through a situation causes us to grow and not being focused on the situation, but having that vivid picture of coming out and over the situation. In uh, number, episode number four, we looked at the fact that everything is going to be made new. And we talked about making sure that we could see that there's going to be a new heaven. There's going to be a new earth. There's going to be a new Jerusalem and there will not be any crying, any suffering. Just to get our minds focused on where we are is not where we are going to remain and be. And so that has been the whole of this series. And now we have finally come to the end. Episode number five is gonna be the end of this series. And the thing that I want us to really see today is this. Is that although God doesn't want us to sin. That's not God's desire. Because sin separates us from God. But if we do, or I should say, but when we do, He has a process for us in order to be reconciled back to Himself. God has every thing covered, all aspects covered, if we slip and fall, He has a way for us to be reconciled back to Him. Because once we are His, He wants to maintain that relationship that has been established. So we're going to be looking in 1 John, the second chapter, starting at that first verse. And it says like this, it says, my little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So we start off this where John is starting this off and he, he's, he's being uh, in this father mode. Because as he says, my little children, I'm writing these things to you that you may not sin and he just and he says but it but when you do we actually have something in position it does not mean that you are terminated it does not mean that everything is going to fall apart it means that there is a way for us to get back in right standing with god and that's the way that god has this worked out for us and this advocate is jesus christ the righteous the one that is In right standing with God. And remember righteousness means God's way of doing and being right. So Jesus who did everything that God asked for him to do. He said that I came not to do my will but to do the will of him that sent me. And so Jesus has dotted all the I's. He's crossed all the T's. He's done everything that God has asked of him. And for for that he is put at The position of advocacy, which is at the right hand of the father, also considered the position of authority. Verse number two says this. It says he is the propitiation of for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So John was saying it's not only just for our little group, but he did this. What he did was for the entire world. Now, if you're looking in your Bibles with me, you see the word propitiation. And I just want to run run that through with you real quick. Uh, Propitiation is an action meant to regain someone's favor or to make up for something you did wrong. So the goal of propitiation is to regain the favor of the person. So let's, let's use that use that regain the favor so it says he is the one he let me see how, let me see how we gonna do it he is the one who gave us favor who regained us favor for our sins yeah he is the one who regained us favor for our sins and not for ours only but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. So we started off in verse number one he's saying the desire is not to sin but if you do you have this advocate. This advocate has done everything so that we can be put back into favor with God. Then he goes on and says And in order for you to operate throughout this whole cycle, we have to adhere to the commandments. We keep his commandments. In Matthew, the 22nd chapter, starting at the 36th verse, there was a rich young ruler that came up to Jesus and he said this. He said, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? He was talking to Jesus. And Jesus said, as he said, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And he says, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So what Jesus is bringing up is the greatest commandment is to love God with your entirety. Then he takes it and he says, but there is a second commandment that is needed to be expressed because it has the same level of credence as the first. He says you have to love God with your Mind, your heart, your soul, your strength, everything within you. You love God. And then he says the thing that has the same level of credence to it is you love your neighbor as yourself. And we know that if you continue to read on, this goes into when they said, well, who is my neighbor? But we're not doing that today. I just want to focus on this is the commandments. Jesus' commandment was to love God with our entirety. And to love others with our entirety. That is the commandment. Jesus says, they will know that you are my disciples by the love that you show toward one another. So his commandment is that we show love. Show love. Again, I'm going to say it. Show love. Let's jump back into this. saying so we know that we have uh, that we have come to know Him if we keep His commandments. If we keep His commandment to show love, we will begin to know what Jesus went through because Jesus was showed love despite how everyone else was acting, despite how they talked about Him. Whatever it was, Jesus showed love, and sometimes showing love is not being uh showing niceties it's about having a a strong firm position on what it is that's going on you don't show love to your children if you allow them just to run out in the street you show love to your children when you have boundaries set up and you say if, if you go out into the street and after I told you not to, then there's going to be some discipline that comes beyond that. And so this is not an opportunity just to go willy-nilly all over the place like in the 1960s when it was the era of free love. But they were only talking about doing things that were uh, sexually uh, focused. But what love is, love... Love conquers all. Love sees the good in all. That's what love, the process that love goes through. So, our greatest, if we keep his commandments, and number, verse number four says, Whoever says, I know him, talking about Jesus, I know Jesus, but does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Now, I know y'all heard that expression. You're a lie, and the truth not in you. But that's the that's where this this comes from. People say I know Jesus, but their actions, their conduct, does not show love. It does not uh, exhibit love. So they they may not they, they may have an association. They think they have an association with Jesus but they don't know Jesus because the word know means having an intimate knowledge of. All right? It says, but whoever whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. Perfected, matured. That is what we are seeking for. We are looking to have the love of God just shine brightly out through us So they will provide light to those that are around us. So that they will know that there's hope, there's power, there's uh, something better, greater than their current situation that they can adhere to. But whosoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever... Walk, says he abides in him, ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Now in the Bible, when the word walk is used, uh, we like to bring out this point of it. Walk means to move with intention. Walk means to move with intention. So it says, whoever shall abide in him ought to Move with intention in the same way in which he moved with intention. What was Jesus' intention? To fulfill the will of the Father. So what should our intention be? To fulfill the will of the Father. The will of the Father is for us to love him with our entirety. And to love others with our entirety. So with that being said... We should be showing this love despite how everything is happening around us. There are some things that are going on in our environment right now that is part of the enemy's plan of attack to cause separation. If you are not together, it is easier to break down your unit. If you're a family, and the family's all together and, and things, when things come in, they just kind of bind together. But if they're not together, if there's some, some fractures or some fissions in their structure, when things come against it, it always attacks the weak areas and causes separation. Right now as a nation, we're going through some of that separation. Where folks are getting mad at each other based upon things that, to me, are not as uh, big as we make them out to be. If we would come together and communicate and listen to one another, I believe that we would be able to overcome some of the points of contention that we have. But because we have this uh, mentality of I'm right and you're wrong, instead of like we talked about in our offering, come, let us reason together, we have issues. We have separation. we have schisms, we have divisions because we do not we do not do everything according to, the commandment that we're given to show love. All right. <clears throat> My point today. Is this. Is that. We know that God wants us to live. A righteous life. And that we should be. Working toward this. But. We also have to understand that the reality of this is that we will slip and fall. We will make mistakes, but I don't want you to give up because you made a mistake. The Bible says that if you make this mistake, that you can ask for forgiveness and God will forgive you. And when he forgives you, he cleanses you from all unrighteousness. So when you slip when you fall is not the end of your salvation it's not the end of your position in the family of god what it is is an opportunity for you to repent which means i am going in a new direction than what i was previously going in so whatever you were doing that caused you to fall that you're going to change directions and go in a new direction and continue to live this life this is not a uh zero fault situation where if you slip one time, you're done. God knows that you're going to slip because of the uh, flesh that you're encased in, and He's provided to provision through Jesus Christ for us to get back into right standing with Him. What we what we notice on notice about declaring that folks need to be obedient versus Declaring that folks should be honorable when we focus on doing the right thing because we want to show love, more folks are attuned or more folks are drawn to do whatever it is. Instead of saying you got to do this because you have to, it, it provides reluctance, but you say, Oh, we want to just do we want you to do the right thing. A lot of folks will go ahead because they want to do what is right. And so our first point was that we have this, we're going to slip and fall, but God has provided with us a provision. The second point that I want to bring up today is the fact that even if someone is wrong, we don't want to beat them up about what they did wrong, but we want to refocus them on doing the right thing to show honor to god that you want to be in the right position and when you show honor instead of beating someone up about the violation they are more attuned to not slip as quickly or as strongly the next time if they slip so it's a process that we have to show not locking them in not restricting them and putting them locking them into a box but showing them this is your decision but if you want to love God with your entirety then you that means you're showing honor to God and if you're showing honor to God then you want to walk according to his principles and his precepts we have to begin to move and live according to how God has set this up by following the commandment of love God with our entirety and love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Because that is what this is all about. In a world where hate is bouncing off every wall to be different, to be the ambassador of the kingdom is to show love. Because that is the foundation of the kingdom of God. Love. Love that is unconditional. Love that does not seek anything of itself but seeks the will for other people. Seeks the best for other people. Looks for the best in other people. And sometimes we may not do that but God has said, if you are slipping. I have a way to get you back on course. And so I don't know who today is really feeling like they're slipping. That you know this Christian race is not is not going as well as as they were wanted to. I'm telling you that the key to this is knowing that God has concern about your situation. And as you turn over your condition your situation to God God will work on your behalf and he will cause situation to occur that will draw you closer to where he wants you to be but it has to be a cognizant decision a decision of your mind you have to say I want to be right you have to say I don't want to stay where I am you have to say I can do better with God's help because that is the key knowing that you cannot do it within yourself and to show honor to God to show that you love uh, love him with all your heart your soul and your mind is a decision to show that you love your neighbor as yourself it all is a decision and if you slip in any of those areas You can ask for forgiveness and God gives it to you and He cleanses you from any other unrighteousness that's trying to pull you apart. He puts you back in the right place. We have looked at, through the title of vivid of how we can see in our mind the things that we need to put on. We have seen how selfishness can pull us away. We have seen how uh, uh, looking past the situations that we're going through allows us to grow so that we're stronger the next time that we go through something. We have seen how we can see, we can visualize the new heaven, the new earth, the place where there's no suffering, there's no crying. Oh man, all that. And then we finalize this with, the fact that if you slip and fall God is there to pick you up if you let him know that you're willing to be picked up and that's the last little point I want to make you have to make the decision that you don't want to be falling again God is available He has placed Jesus in the position to be the conduit, the connector between you and him. He has placed his spirit in your life to encourage you to follow after what God has for you to do. And everything is positioned. But the key to all this is, what do you want to do? And if you are unsure, I would love to encourage you. To turn to God, repent, which means I'm changing my direction, going in a new direction, and follow after Him. Now you may be one of the ones that are watching today. You may be one of the ones that has never had a relationship with God. But we want to change that for you today. Today is a good day, as good a day as any for you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. As you have just heard that. Salvation is not a one-time thing, and then you're left to your own devices. God has, has it set up that you have people that are, will, are willing to be with you, to help you, to assist you, to walk this road so that you can become more of what God desires for you to be because we have so many opposing forces coming at us that God wants to make sure that we can go forth and do what He has called for us to do. So if you have not accepted Jesus in your life, I would encourage you to do it today. And it's done simply as this. It says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And then a couple more scriptures down from that one, which is Romans ten nine. it says, Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it is just you acknowledging that you need God in your life and that you want Him in your life, and that is it. And if you've done that today, and you would love some additional information from us, click on, indicate to us that you need that information, email us at info at godshousecc.com. We will give you some information to help you along this walk because we believe that is God's best for you. Well, family, that is it for this series called Vivid. I want to encourage you one more time that if you slip and fall, you can get up, dust yourself off, repent, and go in a new direction in Jesus' name and have the victory.